Today's sponsor is you, the listener. If you're listening to this and you enjoy the Aquarium Guys podcast, the best way to support us is donate directly to Patreon. It's at patreon.com forward slash Aquarium Guys. We have a lot of tiers, a lot of packages, one-time bonuses if you want to join certain tiers. But even $1 gets access to these episodes unedited before they come out. So if you're sick of waiting and listening to episodes, join the Patreon today. A buck gets you that content and at least gets you started. And that dollar does go a long way. I think I get like 60 some sense of it, but that helps pay for an editor to get these podcasts out more frequently. That is our bottleneck. It is not necessarily our time. Guests take a lot, but it is the editor. So check that out. Patreon forward slash aquarium guys. And the next thing is we're going to have another merch store launching soon. So watch for that on aquariumguyspodcast.com. We'll have all different types of merch to support the episode. And if you want to send us a gift, we now have an address for you to send it to. 223 Front Street West, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, 56501, if you want to send something disturbing to Jimmy. One last thing to add to this, if you have an aquarium club, aquarium group, and you want a guest speaker, we do not charge for that. You can certainly inquire by messaging us on our Facebook page, directly in our Discord. Otherwise, aquariumguyspodcast at gmail.com is our email. We don't charge anything for that. The only thing that we ask is travel expenses. Thank you for all your support. You guys are our number one sponsor. Let's kick that podcast. Jimmy. What, Robitessin? Jimmy. What? What? Talk to me. I'm going to buy a 125-gallon aquarium. I am not available to help you move it in whatever day you get it. It's, I'm, I'm, it I'm out of town. It's not like the 90 or the, the big boy that you know you lose your testicles with. It's just the traditional, you know, six-footer. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not the eight-footer? Uh, no. Uh, though I do know what the eight-footer is. This is just the standard size, the, well, the plain Jane. What I suggest you do... Unless you're getting an eight-footer, you're half-assing it. That's right, half-assing it. I would suggest you just put it on top of the stairs and just let it slide down the stairs. It works pretty well. Hear this, right? 125 with lights, heater, and shitty stand. 250 bucks. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not not bad. Fair to Midland. So in other words, it's leaking and probably had fish plague in it. Probably not leaking. Had discus in it. Had it's full of hamsters. Lots of hamsters. I am your host, Rob Zolson. I am Jim Colby. And I'm Adam El Nashar. Hey, thanks for showing up, Adam. And uh, we we finally have uh, Dan Piazza. He's been on the podcast once for our Jar episode. He has decided to come to move to Minnesota from the sunny California area to come work at D's Fish Co. Dan, welcome. It's good to be here. He's lost his voice. <laughs> he sounds sexy, doesn't he? So he's uh, he's just going to be here making snide remarks that are comedic and fun. Let's hope. Right. But Dan is a uh, longtime listener. Uh, he's been an administrator of the Discord and other uh, community efforts. Unfortunately. Uh, we've known each other for four years. So happy to have him in Minnesota. Good to be here. 
Fun Why is he moving? Well, besides California's a shithole. Right. <laughs> Plus, Rob, Rob's doing this thing where he's getting all these people to move from other states into Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to He's getting paid like $100 a person. Yeah, I, I get paid by the Minnesota board. Isn't yeah. that the uh, the spitting cobra I hear? That is, is the spitting cobra. That is the spitting cobra right Call now. me Brady Barr because I'd love to handle that thing. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I think on that note. Yeah. Uh, kid well, friendly, yes. Before we begin, this is again another fan questions episode. You guys submit enough, we'll keep doing them. If, if literally, if you keep submitting enough questions, all this podcast will be is your questions. So uh, keep submitting that shit. Email us, put them on Discord, bottom of the website, aquariumguyspodcast.com. You will find our Discord link. Come join the debauchery. Uh, we have a couple people joining every single day, at least a couple people. It's been really building as of lately so, so many so many lost souls who people don't have anything better to do they have nothing better to do than share their pictures and ask questions and it's so nice that uh now we have more fans than just your mom yes it, it does feel good number one mom got us there now we're here that's right i want to say thank you to all of our patrons if you're not familiar with patreon it's a way that you could subscribe to our content and help support the podcast directly the patreon will be in the show notes certainly check it out thank you guys you guys are a overwhelming source of uh, joy for us and you help keep the lights on and make this uh, thing all work what we're doing is on the patreon page we already have some content that if you ever hear that we can't air it on the episode well, that's where it goes there's some horrible stuff about It should dolphins. go in the garbage where it should go. There's uh, J- Jimmy's racist ringtone. I mean... Nah, I don't have a racist ringtone. Oh, you do. What is it? You, uh, you have to go to Patreon to find out, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, who let the dogs out? Yeah, who let the dogs out? Uh, we also have our episodes now from now on unfiltered first on Patreon. So if you feel like we're not putting up enough, con- enough content out, it's because of editing, and we'll just give you the unfiltered content, unedited and raw, uh, no ducks, no no bleeps, right on the Patreon page. So if you want to hear our potty mouths, that's that's the way to get it done. I think that we should uh, just give people like a free bar of soap or something with with that purchase. Yeah, for sure. Just don't drop but, like soap. clean out their ears. Uh, yeah, ears. Maybe just take the soap out and put it in their ears. Well, we are not Doctor Squanch or however you po- to call that company that sends soap out for a subscription. Instead, what we want to do is we want to thank you individually. Uh, we have set up our patreon page where for a dollar you can go and you can get the unfiltered content and everything there we don't want to really hold back the paywall to get the content (laughs) up too much a buck a month to have access to the cool patreon page five bucks gets you a vip role to uh you know really show off in our discord and fifteen dollars what we're going to do is if you sign up for a limited time only and I'll have Jimmy hold this because we're actually on Discord Live right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, this if, is nice. For $15 a this month, nice. if you want to subscribe to that tier and support us, Jimmy has cut his, uh, we should say patented, car seat sponge filters. That's right. They were cut out of uh, multiple Cadillacs, oh. minivans, and old, old mattresses. mattresses. Yeah, old mattresses. Yeah. And I, I like to go down to, to the uh, river where all the homeless people live, and when they're up going uh you know to the bathroom in the middle of the night i steal their mattresses which are you know urine soaked and kind of dirty Absolutely. and i make these filters well if you see the one in jimmy's hand right here it's it's a square sponge it's got a slate bottom to weight it down and it has a pvc pipe tube his patented projects that he legitimately uses in his fish room so if I, you think for a minute that he's selling you some like subpar content no this is exclusive filter that he uses in his own fish room what else is this good for rob uh, snorting cocaine. Snorting. Uh, might be not. There's a lot of holes in that, Jimmy. Who did that? Uh, well, that was you that did all that. I did. Yeah. We helped out some work. Dan was there cutting as well. 
Yeah. We, we had a we had a great time in your basement. So uh, if you hold that, it up, that just sounds dirty the way you said it. Each sponge filter, you can kind of see the side there towards the camera there, Jimmy. There you go. Each one is signed by Jim Colby himself. I right. So, so put this in your aquarium, and then the ink will come off and kill your fish. Wall supplies last. <laughs> you sign up for a fifteen month, fifteen dollar, fifteen dollar a month tier. We will send you a car seat sponge filter signed by Jimmy. Right to your doorstep. Right to your doorstep. Won't that be fun? Yes. Now, uh, there's limitations. Uh, I think we can send to Canada. I cannot make a promise to you if you're Canadian. This is intended for Why the... Why can't we ship to Canada? I'm having problems with shipping. So if I figure it out, you're on the list suddenly. <laughs> but uh, if I don't, well, I'm sorry. I appreciate the patronage, but there's little I can do. This is for Americans. And wow, I know... you're an asshole. ...that half of our Keep viewers... international. Our half of our viewers are from Scotland. Like, they love us. In fact, they message us saying we don't swear enough. Really? Uh, we have quite a few. Yeah, it's it's quite the fan club. I don't know why specifically them, but... You know. Yeah. But because we know why it's not Nigeria, because it's the other podcast that, that I do with, with Trent, and we're number one in Nigeria. Right. I don't know, we don't know why. I don't know why. We don't know why, but you, we are. You pick us, so you picked us. That's that's where we're at. But again, the only guarantee I can do is if you're in the United States, I can ship to you. If you're outside of the United States, best effort. No well, promises. Would you drive it? Would you drive it up to Canada? I Actually, I would. Would you send a drone and just drop them out all I, over Canada? I was tempted to smuggle them to Chris Biggs and make him do it. No, no don't, yes. don't involve the international. He's four and a half hours from us. I think I we can make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Don't you just go across the border in some of those parts in North Dakota where you literally just drive? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk. I'm just saying, yeah, we're just going to throw them over the border. I'll you know, tell you what. Just over the wall. I'll tell you what. You want to meet me in Thunder Bay? We'll do this shit in person. <laughs> That's I can't wait to see this on freaking CNN. Well, they hey. swoop down with freaking Black Hawk helicopters because they think it's a dirty drug deal going down, <laughs> and it's just my, my urine-soaked freaking sponge filters. I smuggle in kinders from Canada into the United States. Why can't I smuggle out what, sponge filters? When you, know you say when you say kinders, do you mean in your keister? No, no, no. You, you know what a kinder is, right? No, I don't. I don't. I'm an old guy. I don't All right, so the, the world, and when I say the what world, everybody but the United States has this wonderful, delightful chocolate thing. It's like our old Wonder Ball. Remember that? What's in the Wonder Ball? Who knows what surprises a Wonder Ball can hide? It's where they put little toys inside of a chocolate egg. Demonetized. They have a hey, it's hey, literally hey, a chocolate hey. egg, and they put a toy inside it. Oh, it's like a little kinder egg. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kinders. Kinder okay. eggs. Yeah. Kinder egg. Okay, yeah. They sell those at freaking Walmart. for. But the ones in the United States... They sell them at Quick Trip. Yeah, but the, the ones in the United States are, are different than the international ones. The international ones are literally sealed chocolate with the thing inside. The ones in the United States have a plastic packaging, and they're not sealed. They're not real eggs. Because I cannot put a toy inside of food in the United States thanks to the U.S. government. Because we're too damn dumb that people can eat them. Right. Because you guys keep keistering them. We keep keistering them. So if I can smuggle in Kinder Eggs, I could smuggle out some sponge filters, is all I'm saying. Just shove them up your ass. Shove them straight up my ass. I can't now, wait to see that. If you look uh, closely, some of these sponge filters do have like dark yellow sides. There's an explanation, and that's because the soak by homeless pee. But uh, if you want the real <laughs> explanation, Jimmy says that when he cuts the sponges out of the cars, he, he leaves them out to dry with the glue. Uh, apparently, the sun side mm -hmm. uh, was it fades them or darkens them up? Darkens them up. So when I when I make these, as much as I love the smell of silicone in my basement, I try to do these during the summer, and I'll probably do like forty or fifty out 
and on a picnic table outside my house and I put it on the silicone and just whatever direction the sun's coming from it will fade that side of the uh, of the filter so they are completely aquarium safe except for the part where Robbie made me sign them all so right there was a lot of markering we'll, we'll post that on the patreon as well we got a nice middle finger pick as well um today's question uh, question and answer episode so let's go to live questions before we get to our emails in the live chat of discord we have boom asking will you guys be posting onto the Pornhub page yet uh i have created jimmy i have created an aquarium guys Pornhub page we're already starting to have people follow us on the Pornhub page with zero videos i uh, um, <laughs> people have been sending us videos in mm-hmm. from all over the world saying please post to your Pornhub. so uh not only fans legitimate Pornhub account so if you want, you can send your videos in on our email, Discord, whatever, Facebook page with your breeding fish videos, and we will post them to Pornhub for comedy. So, so we uh, will be the most wholesome Pornhub ever. I, I got I got some good news. My dog's in heat this week. We're sticking to fish. <laughs> that one's weird. Although, well, I mean, is, that, is your other dog smart enough yet to breed her? No, no. My, my, my male dog is, is, is completely clueless. And he air humps her for hours. You ready to give me that $25 yet? So, Robbie, we know Robbie's not right. right? I'm not right. I mean, it's, but not, I like it's, $25. Not, it's not a secret. And Robbie says, I will guide your male dog into your female dog for 25 bucks, and I won't even wear gloves. I'm going, yeah, that's the best part, if he's not going to wear gloves. Our dog has been in heat three times, and nothing's happened other than a lot of air humping. And so we're hoping this time that maybe Robbie will swing over and, you know. $25 goes a long way, Jimmy. I know. We could, we could sell one puppy and pay for it all. Yeah, one puppy is, what, $1,500? Yep. Two grand? Yep. Somewhere in there. So I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not business. a puppy meal, so don't freaking get a hold of me, you people. God. Yeah, just he's just doing one, one litter, and then they're getting neutered after he pays me my 25 whole dollars. <laughs> And you're going to get it paid in freaking quarters and nickels. That's fine. In, mm-hmm. a, in an ice cream pail. Pay him in pace. That's even better. And, yeah, with in carol syrup. Exactly. <laughs> I did that if once. you hold out, you can probably do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into the real questions. So I'm going to start going through the emails, blast through them from where hey, we last left hey, off. When are the emails, when are they dated compared to last time? Professor, oh, Professor okay. Dumbass. So we have three old emails that were done right around the time we did the last fans and questions uh-huh. uh, that go from 10-31-22 all the way up to about Christmas. So these aren't pre-COVID two years old, are they? No. These wow. are more up-to-date emails. Okay. All right. We have Kaylee says, guys, where's the podcast? This is blasphemy. Just kidding. Love listening during my slow days, which have been more frequent lately, so I'm waiting. LOL. Love you guys. Love your silly stories, Robs, and his air. F- uh, no. No. What'd you say? Nothing. Say you guys are all too funny and strangely wholesome. Keep well, it coming. What, what was the other part that you missed? Something, something, air pump ass. So, <laughs> thank you, Kaylee. Uh, I was hoping it was a question, but we will move on. Yeah, it was just a request for Pornhub for you to do something with it. It was just a request. Okay. <sighs> all right. We actually have... Hi there. I'm writing on behalf of... Ooh. We have a certified vet that wants to come on to the podcast i will hold the information because they have not given me permission to uh say it but uh if you want to join the podcast and you feel like you have something to to offer as you see our content is intended to be evergreen if we're going to have a topic we want to have that be the specialized topic so if you feel that you're an expert in the area we'd love to have you reach out to us aquariumguyspodcast.com bottom website discord facebook email eventually reach us handwritten letters would be nice too no, we did that once, and that's on the Patreon because it was gross. Okay. But did you get that P.O. box yet? Yeah, no. Okay. All right, next email. 
Hello, fan from Canada. Uh, hey guys, how goes? Thanks again for reading my previous email about the Bashir. Be- by sheer biker bitcher dilemma. Uh, <laughs> we have rehomed two polyp. Oh, I cannot say uh, the, the word. Polypterids. Polypterus sengalis to a family that is lar- uh, running a larger custom-built freshwater tank. Uh, gone back to smaller species, many dwarf varieties, some breeding projects with them. The listing is Sparkling Garami, Bumblebee Golby, Black Tiger Battis, a version of a Pistogramma that I'm not going to butcher, and Feeder Guppies. Hey, Adam, sounds like your kind of tank. Yeah. Actually, it does say uh, in Endler varieties, but uh, you know we don't acknowledge that around here. I have not seen much action on the podcast recently, so hopefully we'll continue. <laughs> Are you still accepting fan questions? Thanks again for asking. Check we're out our Pornhub, you know, if you're looking for action. <sighs> well, thank you, Cole. Uh, yes, we're doing episodes. Is that Cole in Canada? That's Cole in Canada. Say that really fast a couple times. Nope. Cole in Canada. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so um, people are still whining that we haven't done enough stuff. Here we go. Now we're back into January 10th. Of this, this year. year. This year, 2023. Welcome. Uh, how are you all, Legends? Love the podcast. You guys are funny C-word that is popular in Scotland. It's a term of endearment. Oh, it's crikey. Yeah. Uh, crikey. Very informative. Cheers. Thanks for the podcast from Dylan. A-U-S-C-A Cobb. Apparently that's his name, Cobb. Still waiting for questions. <laughs> you guys use Cobbs as a verb? You know, what? we only have so many bleeps. We gotta, we gotta use those carefully, there, Adam. Are those like five dollars a piece? Something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Something. I thought we owned all those ducks. Now we gotta subscribe to the subscription. You know, it, it would be fun if Gilbert Godfrey was still alive, and because you know he got fired from being the the duck on TV, and we could have got him cheap. I bet you, and he would have just gone crazy. Possible. Now here's a fun one. I open the email, and it comes to a white screen. But I highlight the email, and it finds out that the text was in white with a white background. So now that I'm hiding <laughs> your secret message, saying <laughs> this is from Adam. It's saying, from the government. Not our Adam, a different Adam, saying, Dear Aquarium guys, I'm 17 years old. Well, number one, stop. This is an explicit podcast. Wait one year and then keep listening. Uh, two, I have been keeping fish for 11 years now. Picked up your podcast during COVID. For shame. And uh, not been able to put it down. A week ago, I picked up seven false network Corydoras at my local fish store. No clue b- about them besides their size. I have since learned very little besides the painful stings and that they look cool. I have researched them in my books uh, from Axelrod and Aqualog and online with very little success. Planet Catfish had little information on them as well, but offered insight that they had not been bred before. Naturally, I want to breed them. Uh, not sure how. Do you know anything about these, and can you help me out? Keep up the good work, and for crying out loud, do some did your doing. Yeah. There's so he's got a point. he does have a scientific name here, just in case that the false Corydora is not the one I was thinking of. And it is the one I was thinking what? of. It just looks like a... S- What's the name? Uh, let me message it to you, because I'm going to butcher it, and you can say it on, on the podcast, Adam. Corydorus sedalis. Corydorus sedalis, is that... It is the false network Corridora. Where is Adam in Discord? So I when you say false network, him. is this kind of like you're being spammed? They're using a VPN. You're being spammed? They're, they're using... Yeah, this is the Nord VPN Corridora <laughs> right here. I've had them before. I had no idea that they're not bred in captivity. They're, in my opinion, nothing uh, outside of a normal Corridora. Have you had them? Let me pull up the picture here, Jimmy, so you can uh, confirm oh, or deny okay. your ownership. There you go. 
They um, literally have kind of like a reticulation pattern on the top half. Otherwise, they look pretty much like a, another type of salt and pepper corridor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've bred those before. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that just the lack of information means that it's just another common pattern corridora and people weren't too apt to get the information out so here's how you breed the things let's hear it you put them in you got to do a cold water change and then you got to make sure that you have multiple males with females females are big males are small and they have to do the tea and then when you do the water change especially if you do a water change as a front is coming in that usually triggers every spawn for corridoras pretty quickly frozen and fresh food like live food frozen food blackworms glassworms sand on the bottom Easy things. They should all breed pretty rapidly. You got to make them think they're going to die in a rainstorm. Uh, heavy flow. Well, no, the, the cold. Huh? Heavy flow also. I was going to yeah, say. They, they, but, I mean. When, when I was at um, down in Florida at uh, 5D, they were breeding all kinds of different quarries. And what was interesting is that they had a large circular tub with a, uh, a jet of water shooting in there. And the water was kind of circulating like a freaking blizzard and they they put in small plastic flower pots but the plastic ones tied a string on threw them in there and they actually were off the ground a little bit and those corridors just swim up against the stream and go into those pots and lay their eggs and so all they did is come by every day and check to see if there's any eggs in the pot they pull up the string if there's eggs in it they take them over and hatch them somewhere so i think uh flow would be very helpful yeah my experience i've had river tanks set up Lots of plant uh, places, lots of places for them to jump into in the flow and scatter their eggs. They don't guard them. They're terrible parents, but uh, okay. you see a, just a gaggle of eggs, and all you have to explain with them is a Playco. Well, it's probably not the Playco. Really? It's probably the Corridora. That could be. Yeah. Awesome. We finally got a question. All right, next one. Cook County, Minnesota listener. Whoa. Jacob says, Ooh. hello, guys. I'm a new listener. Excited to hear you're in greater Minnesota. Don't mind if asking, what city are you guys based out of? Uh, Jimmy and I are in Purim, Minnesota. Adam is from? Kellogg. Kellogg. Kel- Kellogg, as in the cornflakes? Yep. Excellent. Do you guys make cornflakes down there? No, there used to be a couple mills in Wabasha, but everything gets shipped up to the cities now and then... It gets trucked up to the cities, and then the cities ships it out. There's a lot of that stuff. Uh, Lake City does it, too. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of milling in Lake City and Winona. All right. I live in Cook County. Obviously, the closest fish store is Duluth. But I was wondering if there's any fish stores in the greater Minnesota or even the cities that you like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Trying to get a few spots identified while getting back into the hobby for being away after over a decade and relatively new living in Minnesota. Thanks for your time and advice on the podcast. Well, if you're in uh, the cities... I think one of Adam's favorite, my favorite, is uh, Tamed Waters. Definitely have to check it out. It's the only place where you can get the uh, wall of betas that you see, I don't know, 90% Hmong with pens there trying to get only the darkest ones. It's a very unique experience. Check it out. Forest Lake Pets? Yeah, Forest Lake Pets. It's, like, it's got to be like one of the biggest in Minnesota mm-hmm. as far as the amount of fish. Huge variety. If you're up in our area by Fargo, Dee's Fish Co. in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, that's uh, where... Dan's uh, camping out at, and how's the work going there? Good. Uh, you're going to be my DD tonight as we go up to get in that fish shipment. Excellent. So, so what time tonight is the fish shipment? Whenever we're done here. We'll Excellent. So yeah, check those out. Uh, otherwise, Riverside Aquariums, I think is the new one. I'm trying to remember the name. It is a new scaping-esque place. It's very modern. It's uh, quite cool. They focus on building the nano tank right there in person. 
Real cool experience. Fortunately, uh, was it Wet World closed down? There have been quite a few that didn't make her through the pandemic. Oh, that one was shining through the pandemic. The city gave them a number that they couldn't refuse because they wanted the space. Oh, I'll so take the money and run any day. They happily retired. Yes. Yes. Um, and in, up in your nor- neck up in Cook County, because Duluth is where he's... I mean, that's right. know, where I used to live. I would definitely go to World of Fish in Duluth. That one is still... It's still a mainstay. It's not a bad shop. I haven't been there for a few years, but the last time I was there, it was still pretty good. It was has a lot of stuff. They've expanded a little bit into some reptiles and things, but yeah, it's a good, sto- it's a good store. Awesome. Uh, next one. This is an email I read ahead of time, and it got me a little confused. The title is Baby Fish Are Dying, and I don't know why. So Chris says, good evening. Love the podcast. Been listening to it every day at work to get it caught up. I'm at an episode 85, so he's made it through most of them. I have about 40 baby peacock cichlids from my dragon blood peacock and my OB peacock. I put them in a 10-gallon tank to start out, got a crack in it, and moved them to a 20. Used the same water, sponge filter, and gravel, which was cr- had crushed coral in it, and the same plants. Two small tropica... Excuse me, he just says Java Moss. There you go. Uh, tested the water religiously to make sure all levels was good. pH 8, no ammonia, no nitrite. 0.25 ppm of nitrites. Put shit in a bottle to be safe. Did good for a while, like a month. The past week or two, I noticed some have passed, or two every other day, thinking maybe the weaker ones, but today I have nine dead fish. Was wondering what I'm doing wrong, something else in the water. Temp stays about 78 degrees. Feed them baby krill until they're big enough to eat crushed flakes. Any help would be appreciated. I'm currently at work. I get off at 3.30 p.m. It's currently 10.30 a.m. Now, he, he sent this on February 1st, by the way. You, you can suck. call me when I get off work. Here is my personal cell. Thanks, Chris. So, you suck. So you I, are not very good at answering these questions, You're Rob. a bad person. I, it's an email. All right? You want live stuff? Go to the Discord. AquariumGuysPodcast.com. Bottom of the website. You know, you'll get faster responses than this email. So I figure, why not, Jimmy, if we just pick up the phone and call him? What do you, what do you think? Should we? I think we should. All right. Let's make this happen. Let's, pre- let's, let's pretend that he's getting, he's like winning a big prize. You've won. Oh. We'll rake him over the coals. We got to let him know that he's on the podcast immediately, though. It's only fair. Can't, can't be surprised and ask his permission to air this later. Mm, can't even read his telephone number. Even and, though he uh, typed it. Come on. Yeah, well, they can't see it, so that's all that matters. All right, we're calling you. This is your one shot. Hopefully you're not working. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he's at a strip club. Chicka, chicka, boing, boing. Here we go. Your call has been forwarded oh, we're to leaving an a good voicemail, voice aren't we? System. Chris. Oh, we're editing it's that out. Bleep that out, editor. Chris. The mailbox is full and cannot accept Oh. Goodbye. Oh. Okay. Well, here's your right. voicemail. You suck. Chris, you suck. Uh, we tried. Now, since he's not going to get the voicemail, we can at least answer his question here. Gentlemen, why is this fish dying? Well, I, I didn't really hear what he's feeding me. I heard krill. Yeah. Skill it, issue. It did not. Skill <laughs> issue. <laughs> Such a cocky bitch. Uh, I did hear the word baby krill. So is he actually like crushing up the freeze-dried baby krill, or is he hatching out some brine shrimp? Yeah. I, I just had a phone conversation with Anthony the other day. He's getting me some some rams here shortly and he had some pr- production problems with his rams and he was pretty much the same problem and what he found out is just it's just that he did not have enough water change when he's feeding 400 rams in a small tank and he wasn't doing quick enough water change on his stuff so now he's doing fish room number two and he uh, the other day when i talked to him he had a plumber there 
and they were setting up to to do some nasty crazy water change type system so i would say water change water change water change yeah it, it's not about trying to deal with the ammonia at that point it's about putting the nutrients in the water so unless you have finally figured out the amount of uh remineralization that you're going to have to put into a tank just do water changes. That's the secret of any Florida fish farm is good sources of just continual water changes. And feeding. Like, if you're actually doing freeze-dried baby krill, got a question on that one. That one doesn't seem right. I mean, you can get some, you can grind out bloodworms. There's, there's a lot of different foods because cichlids, especially peacock cichlids, can do a bit more than just brine shrimp. But stick to live cultures. That would help you out a lot as well. I've been feeding my half-moon male... Here- male bettas live brine shrimp i'd put in like three drops out of a out of a little dropper four drops is too much because you can see the water quality change overnight oh yeah and stuff so yeah just you got to be careful most fish their tummy is only as big as their eye you got to realize that those little fish can't eat much and and as a hobbyist you always want to feed more than you think so you don't want to starve your fish and then that's when you start doing the water quality problems now adam had something to say trick i'd learned from an old cichlid breeder so you know how to grow angelfish grow better with current yep and discus they grow better with current lake cichlids especially african lake cichlids babies they grow better with massive water changes so the more water change and the more current you put on them the faster they'll grow so i'm almost thinking that they're just or you have one big one in there kicking everybody's ass and killing it that could be too but i'm thinking water changes and current is what he needs yeah and if, and if, if you have a large amount of fish in there i mean as they grow they absorb all the calcium out of the water mm-hmm. so sometimes it doesn't hurt through a, a cuttlefish bone uh wonder shell you know small piece yep you know i'm just gonna come out and say it uh, test your water folks just test nobody tests or taste it. Or taste test. Taste it. your water. That's right. All right, next one. Tank size, weight concerns, and a manufactured home. Noah wants to know, hey, guys, recently found your podcast. Enjoy it right around episode 60. I am a 22-year-old manufacturer homeowner in Maine, and I'm sitting on a concrete slab with little room to get under the home. A month ago, I set up a 55-gallon tank in my living room next to the load-bearing wall with substrate and a 20-pound CO2 two canister 50 pounds total i have started to develop a crippling anxiety of my floor or fish tank breaking through the floor i plan to put jack posts up in the house in the next day or two can you give me any advice to ease my nerves and convince me not to take it down or to take it down Drugs. i know it's tough to assess but i'm really worried uh, to be fair i've had 12 plus guests over a few times with no issues and the floor makes a very very light creaking noise uh, when i go to turn on my co2 have you guys experienced any with tanks uh, breaking floors at 700 pounds how much of a threat do I, does it really pose if that question is too specific okay i'm just really worried to uh, and love my tank to pieces thank you uh, i think that's a uh, we prefer specified questions the generic ones are rather boring so jimmy last time we had answered a question like this you talked about a refrigerator how heavy is the common fridge that we put in our kitchen I'm guessing the common fridge is 150 to 200 pounds depending on what type of fridge you have and a fridge has four little pegs the size of a quarter that all the weight of the fridge goes into and that's going to be more weight on the floor specifically to, to push through than a aquarium because it's spread out farther you know we talked about back in the day of the waterbed i mean they would talk about you know 300 gallons on a waterbed and as long as you're over three or four uh, truss which you would be because they're six to eight foot wide there would never be any problem having waterbed in a second story home 
I looked it up. The modern fridge, it's a lot lighter than the old-timey fridge. Mm-hmm. The modern fridges are around 300 pounds with French doors. They're the, that much. They're that much, and they're on tiny pegs. Then we have the king-size waterbed, which weighs around 1,800 pounds. Mm-hmm. I would not worry at all. As long as you don't have a tank that is, I don't know, 11 feet high and 2 inches wide. You should be good on a normal standardized floor. If you really want to test it, get that 13th fat bitch in your house for the party next time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Right. I would not worry about it. I, I've all. known. You've known? You've known? Adam. Adam died. Oh. No, I've, uh, I wouldn't worry about it either. I knew a guy, he had a, at 255s in his living room, one on each side of the floors of the main walls of his house. They were fine. It, he never had any problem. He had a mobile home like that. You just have to make sure that you got your block set right. I used to set mobile homes, so. Well, perfect. More legs. Well, I mean, think about it. If if, if the average person's got three people on a couch, a couch weighs a good 100 pounds, and you got three people on there, let's say they're average 150 pounds. I mean, I'm 335. Right. I mean, come on now. With one foot on the scale. Robbie, that's, that's one more one Robbie is yeah, three I'm, people. Yeah, I'm the 13th fat bitch at your party. That's all I'm saying. So what we're going to do is if you send us like a $300, we're going to buy Robbie a, a airline ticket. We're going to send him. He can come over and jump around on your stuff. Yes, there you go. But you got to feed him. <laughs> ne- next question. Story time listener story about... I'll, I'll speed through it. Chelsea wants to uh, say, Hey guys, love the podcast. Adam is hilarious. My name is Chelsea. I'm very new to the hobby. I'm only in it for five months. I have a 29 gallon with five adult black mollies and one Dalmatian molly. I bought a 10 gallon for my fry because the mollies are giving birth left and right and planning on giving the mollies to the local mom and pop fish store. Anyways, a few weeks ago, I noticed my Dalmatian molly was very sluggish. Always on the lazy side. Seemed a bit more run down. Also noticed a long string of poop and figured it was just overfeeding the fish and she was constipated. Long story short, I eventually saw her anus was swollen. Uh, tiny red spiky things coming out. I googled the symptom and found out that she has... Um, hepatitis. Hepatitis. No, um, here's the, here's the, the, the word you want to... Camelanus worms. Thank you. Parasite worms. I bought her months ago from PetSmart and wondered if she had those worms the whole time I had her because she never really grew since I've purchased her. Frankly, I tried to find medicine supposedly Levamisole. Thank you. Is the only ingredient that can paralyze these stubborn worms according to the aquarium subreddit. I bought some Fritz Expel uh, P on Amazon because no other store sold the ingredient which I needed. Unfortunately, medicine arrived too late. I had to use the were very sad. She was gasping at the bottom, unable to move. Didn't feel right to keep her alive two more days. It seemed right uh, to the end of the suffering. I learned a lot about parasites and how serious to take them. I bleach my plants when I buy them. I do parasite cleanse a couple times a year to prevent with Excel P and general cure. Thanks for reading. Have a wonderful day. So, uh, Jimmy, when's the last time you've had uh, worms sticking out your ass? Worms or like a condom hanging out? I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, one time I woke up in the woods... And uh, that's another story. Okay, no, that's, that's for another day. That's part of the cocaine bear side B. That could know? be. Hey, and, and and talking about cocaine bear, now they're doing uh, one meth alligator. I'm so excited. What, I'm not going to lie to you. Is that for real? Yes. So meth alligator is kind of real, but I'm thinking, how, I mean, have they thought this through? Why are you guys looking at me? I just, <laughs> I'm, so I'm I want to see the whip it, the orangutan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, think about meth alligator. What's he gonna do? Gummy to death? He got no fucking teeth. Uh, I heard the UK is actually having a problem with uh, the River Thames. 
and how much coke is going into that water <laughs> that it's starting to affect the fish. Well, that's where this cocaine bear came from. This oh. was, uh, was an actual, they found a, uh, a 400 pound or 500 pound black bear dead next to a, a backpack that was PCP full of <laughs> full of cocaine. And the bear had gotten into the cocaine and apparently got lit up too much. Yeah, there's a whole story. If you want to check that out, go to Alexander Williamson's YouTube channel, The Secret History of Living Inside Your Aquarium. He does a whole in-depth on that and then talks about cocaine beta. So uh, Sweet. Check that out. We'll so, yeah, have to have him on the wants podcast. To, anybody wants to send us some cocaine, then we will gladly take this in our own hands and we'll sell do our it. own research. <laughs> Google our own research, exactly. So th- there was no question you there. Know, all you'd... Uh, back to the fish, fish topic. Was no. that Adam? Well, I was just thinking there's got to be a way. I mean, all you'd have to do is to sh- You could technically ship cocaine in your fit with the fish from south america if you just had it liquid oh my god back to the poor girl's problem she didn't ask any questions <laughs> she was just sharing her sad story but uh adam when's the last time you dealt with worms in the aquarium and how did you take care of it the last time i had worms or anything i just thought it garlic that garlic extract works really good i've used the um garlic guard some of the sometimes garlic guard yeah sometimes the uh parasite remover kills soft or quote-unquote like scaleless fish so like your corridoras your synodontus catfish that type of stuff i've never seen it i suppose if you did too much of it anything can kill something but that's what i've heard you know and then back to her question you know did this thing have worms when she got it, it yes yes it did absolutely most likely 100 percent, it did and 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 here's the thing is i wouldn't blame the particular place where you got it from i know it's a big box store and we like to crap oh i will and stuff <laughs> They're getting they're getting their mollies from the same place that mom and pop stores are getting their mollies. So, suck it up. Do you put enough salt in the tank for mollies? For mollies, mollies are pretty much. I've seen them in pure salt water. That's what I used to start up my saltwater tanks. Is I'd put mollies in them. Unfortunately, and I'm pretty that sure this should kill any parasitites. This this um, parasite, I'm pretty sure, is in saltwater fish as well. Unfortunately, I don't know. Maybe, but I can so. confirm that the the Fritz uh, medication she purchased is correct. There are others, but. Yeah, that, that is definitely a known one. I mean, it's one of those things where by the time you see the worms, it's probably too late already. Probably, unless you have a local fish store that carries the correct thing on hand, which yeah, they should. Yeah, once they're sticking out of your ass, it's, it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Full disclosure, though, the only time I've ever gotten fish in with Camelanus was from a big box store. Really? Yep. Because I know they all come from the same damn place and my prognosis was to throw them into the thunderdome and let god sort them out <laughs> thunderdome <laughs> all so, right was that your oscar tank or your black convict tank nah it was the pond out front mm. there you go next one fish tank question and all it says is hey thank hey. you john hey for not giving us another single piece of information on that email hey? with a question mark i feel like i should just shout out his email to spam it to the to the world but that's okay hey hey bud Hey, how you do? What's a gay horse say? What the gay... Hey! 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 All right, next question. Natalie wants to say, Hey, guys, recently discovered your podcast. Absolutely love it. Listen to them in order, trying to catch up. So sorry if I have this has been covered, but I'm not there yet. I have leeches. I've recently discovered uh, what I think are snail leeches. I have lots of them. At least 10 is that I can Good. see. Uh, my tank is a 20-gallon with pygmy quarries, white cloud mountain minnows, rasboras, and a grandpa of a pineapple sword and one stubborn cherry shrimp. This was from last Saturday, March 4th. Okay, so we still have time. Uh, still have this time. person emailed and also posted pictures on our Discord. So let's go over to Discord and uh, look at the pictures, Jimmy. Are you ready for it? Oh. So Where is it at? Discord. 
Right. I will read the email as you look at these particular uh, pictures right there. And most importantly, this video with you can see the leech right here. Mm -hmm. And it's just about to... There's a leech! Oh, my God, for sure leech. Now, the question is, what is the best way to get rid of these leeches? Let's I, sell them to Hoot. I don't <laughs> get them all... Uh, excuse me. Uh, I don't think I can get them all manually. I've been watching these buggers lay eggs. Is there something I can kill them without harming anything else in the tank? I'm also biting the bullet and sacrificing my snails and shrimp. Will my Corydoras be at risk during the treatment? Do I need to scoop out the fish and nuke the damn tank? Thanks for all the wonderful information in the fun podcast and enjoy the pictures from Canada. We, we picked on her. We answered it in the Discord. You have a food source in your tank. And you have no fish that can utilize that. Food no source. fish that can utilize it. So get yourself some loaches. Go to the store, get yourself a couple, I don't know, chain loaches, clown loaches. Have fun. They will hunt every single one of those suckers down and suck them up like they're spaghetti. You have the best source of food for specialized fish. It's another reason to buy more fish. It, it beats the whole, let's nuke the tank. Just throw those in there and turn it into a Thunderdome. Is that, that fair? Drop it into a shot of tequila and call your friends. Otherwise, there's things that you can do to chemicalize the tank, but your snails are going to be at risk, I mean, your shrimp are going to be at risk, your fish are going to be at risk. What, do they have assassin snail in there where it looks? Yeah, and the assassin snail says they're getting attacked by it. She's pulled them off things. It's just not a good time at all for her. So, yeah, you do yourself a favor. Get that loach. Hungry loach. Don't get a coolie loach. Those guys chill out. Get, get a hungry, hungry hippo loach. Yeah. Loach on cocaine. Loach on coke. In fact, leeches are better than coke. Um, we also have another submission for the uh, Pornhub. So uh, definitely check that out. There's a whole little video someone sent us. That is it for the email. So we are going over to the ask for help sections in the Discord. We have set this up now as a new forum post. So any question that you're going to ask in the Discord, we are going to post here in the podcast eventually. Unless it's something entirely grotesque, which then will get deleted and put on Patreon immediately. So check that out. So first question, Jimmy. Yes, talk to me. Adam, can that's, you that's see... If you go to ask for help, you can scroll to the bottom. We are on the post called Is It Ick? Or is this ick? First person, a pothead, noticed that uh, they have a 15-year-old piranha. I'm not 100% sure if it's ick or a fungal wound. Please let us uh, know what you think. So when you zoom into the picture here, you'll see this white mass on the side of its body. It's not a bunch of dots. That's just pitting and speckles from a normal piranha. Here you have this what looks to be some sort of scar or wound that might have a touch of fungus. I agree. You agree? Concur, doctor. Here's another picture. And even maybe a video. Yeah, you can even see shits dangling from it. Yeah. Tell me tell me one thing. Is there another prawn in there that just bit him? Could be. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little circular bite. Right. You know, it's hard to say. But piranhas uh, generally repair pretty damn quickly on their own. Yeah. Because so, they're always nipping and biting and stuff. That one looks a bit fleshy, you know. Add a little salt, see what happens. But, uh, yeah, can confirm. I even posted this as the response, Jimmy. Salt. Yeah, salt. A little salt, salt goes a long way. Uh, next one. Don't is, use iodine salt. Is this Anubis rot? Yes. So we go in here and we see a nice mature Anubis with what looks to be spotting melting. Yes, it is Anubis rot. You can confirm by asking if it's slimy, which, of course, Dan, the administrator in Discord. Dan knows answered, slimy. Dan knows slimy. What do you do for that? Anything? I have had Anubis rot. I've never treated it, and I've had it go away. Do you just tear off the leaf and well, what, do you, what do you do, plant guy? Hope for the best. Get just rid of the infected tissue. Hope for the best. Um, cut it off. Yeah. Make sure it keeps continuing growing, and uh, I always flush the area, meaning that if you're leaving the plant 
rooted in there, grab a syringe and blast the stuff off of it once you've cleaned it off enough. Or make sure it has consistent flow around the plant. Do yourself a favor, just put it on a piece of wood. Hey, a little piece of cholo wood, have some fun. They are slow growing, so don't feel like if you left it in there for two weeks after the trim, it's going to magically fix itself. It is a very slow growing plant. All right, next one. I am currently building a fish room, 12 by 13 feet to be exact. Plan to do drip irrigation with overflows. Also have two sets of Mars units that will convert to a drip system. And also plan to run air in the tanks. No filter at all. Looking for recommendation on what air-driven filters. They must have items built. Excuse me. And any must-have items for the build that can help me out with the build. Thanks in advance. Also love the podcast. I asked, like, I'm confused. You have Mars units. You're not, you want to use air as the filtration. Why not just drive it through like you intended the Mars unit to be done? Confused on the air, air driven. So he sent us pictures. There are the Mars unit sections. Wow, he's doing it good. Right? They're, they're pretty damn decent. These are, these are nice little. Very nice photos. Modded Mars units. I recommended that he just connect them like he normally would. Put one pump on it, put a giant UV filter on the some bitch. Call it good, but he insists that he wants to do air driven. So I guess he's gonna buy a bunch of sponge filters, put them I in there. I bought a Cadillac. How do I turn that into a motorcycle? Right. Yeah. I I bought a boat. I want it to uh, rock crawl. Yeah. If um, if you want to talk about something you're worried about going through the floor, Mars units. I've moved three or four of them, and I've never moved anything so freaking heavy in all my life. And then they put them on four, four or six pegs. Those might punch through your floor pretty easy because I mean they are heavy mofos. Now I don't want to just shit on this guy. Don't shit on him. I'm not shitting no, on him. Let's no. shit on him. You no. do, you do, you boo boo. And let me tell you, the pictures you, you supplied us with, nice. You're painting he, the walls. They are clean-looking Mars units. It's going to look very, very nice. He looks like a big dude. I wouldn't piss him off. He'd kick your ass. And I understand you don't want to have units that share diseases between each other. But, uh, you know, as long as it's not parasitic, the UV filter is going to take care of it. Doing fil- uh, sponge filters is not wrong. It's just wrong. So <laughs> take that for what you will. You know, last night reading on, on Jack Watley and stuff, the, the only aquariums that they have plumbed together are their breeding pairs they don't have anything else plumbed together because they want everything separate but their breeding pairs the reason they keep them all together is because the pheromones once one pair starts clicking then the rest of them start going and it becomes a fish orgy and you can check that out on pornhub that sounds terrible so as i'm going through since these are older posts i'm locking them next one is the well-rounded diet wolf mama wants to know my aquarium has tetras two bristlenose placos coreys and four baby angelfish what should i be feeding the tank to help prevent constipation more tetras i want (laughs) (laughs) i want to make sure i'm giving them a well-rounded diet uh all the fish are too small to feed peas to i can't cut the peas up enough to feed them poop on peas I'm just going to read some of the answers that have been in the post because I feel like it's it's just too good not to, uh, not to put. So I wouldn't feed anything except nice tropical flake. You can uh, add the occasional algae wafer. And then immediately Dan posted gut-loaded pods. The flake is a lie. What are gut-loaded pods? Amphipods. Copepods. So get yourself a tiny, tiny syringe, gut-load those bitches, and throw them in there? Butt-load them. Butt-load them. Stick them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, stick you them don't. up, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Have you ever? You've got by feeding the feeding feed the copepods good food, and that guts load them, gut gut loads them, and then throw them in the tank. And I would do an algae flake, you know, live brine shrimp. Anything is good. 
All right. But yeah, that's what gut loading is. That's how you. That's what we do for reptiles. With well, crickets, yeah. That is the traditional. Thank you, Adam, for that. Now there is the uh, comedic gut loading. That is an actual real thing that uh, Dan and I are making fun of. So what I see people do is they go to their store, they get themselves a dozen crickets, they take the cricket and they take a injectable and put the vitamin, the the juicing components, whatever they're looking to do to their fish, and they butt load the actual bug. It is it is a thing. Yeah. That is becoming more and more popular. I thank Germany for this, but that's just my best guess. I don't have any data to prove this, but it is a big thing. Butt loading. Crickets are pretty fast. Okay. It's okay. kind of hard to get them in your ass. <laughs> okay. So you're telling me there might be a, ta- a ta- tangent going here. Well, this this you're is telling the best me tangent. People are wasting fucking time gut loading <laughs> ass in the crickets shoving shit up crickets asses to feed their fish yes when in reality they just need to feed the crickets eat literal garbage they literally eat shit they will eat whatever you throw in the tank feed it to them wait 24 hours and then it goes in the fish tank jesus christ people are stupid okay uh excuse me but you can't feed them you know juicing materials to ch- you know hyphen uh yes, you know you can. You can color. what are you feeding something. what are you feeding your crickets coke or what i mean what are you if you want to feed with? your fish cocaine that's probably the best way of why don't it. you just juice your damn you know you get, you get all this juiced up freaking flake food why are you juicing up the crickets because it's much more torturous exactly. and fun my god you people are now psycho so now here here's the best part fish food with the shit Adam, go to the well-rounded diet post and scroll down. There's a video that Dan provided us, uh, and you'll see here. There's a, uh, a copepod, amphipod. Amp- there's a pod. A pod. There's a needle, and they're just about ready to gut load the, the no, fish. No, that's a, that's not a needle. That's the. This uh, is the that's dumbest microscope. waste of time I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, it was a good meme, anyway. Oh my god, you people! And, you know what's funny too is you, you talk about you, the things that I've seen for. People are like elf alpha, elf alpha tabs were were a thing for a while. Elf alpha tabs, you know, feed your plecos elf alpha tabs. And I know Steve Rubicki said on this podcast, he goes, "When the last time he saw a pleco out grazing in an elf alpha field?" <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, yeah. but we're gonna make some shit up and we're gonna sell it to you. Hey, elf alpha is still shrimping it, so that's what happens. Literally, people, if you want to gut load your copepods and crickets, take the juicing material. Spray it on the fish food. The f-ing crickets and the copepods will eat that shit. And then, oh, wow, it magically goes into whatever they eat. Mm-hmm. And if you want... And here, here, here's what's beautiful. is if you, you spent more money on copepods than you did for buying the Tetra. And if you want to buttload your crickets, exactly. go to adamsbuttloadcrickets.com. Buy yourself the syringe kit and start buttloading your crickets now. Dude, we need to sell that right now. <laughs> I, I guarantee you we'll sell them sell them. Things. Damn it! We still have Jim's scrotumdiscus.com, by the way. <laughs> That's right. We own that. Yeah, we own that. We do own that. Oh. Hang on. And if it's not, I'm, it's like twelve dollars a joke, guys. We need to stop buying these domains. <laughs> Anyways, um, UV sterilizer. Another question by Wolf Mama. Has anyone ever used a sterilizer like this one? Is it effective? And she posted a post of a three-watt mini uh, UV filter. That we found on Amazon. So what this is, uh, I can explain it a bit. It's just a plug-in little UV bulb that you can put inside the back of a hang-on-the-back filter. We've got those. 
Right, generally most of them uh, just come in some Chinese knockoff brand name from Alibaba. You'll see all different types of name brands. They're in the department of anywhere from 7 to $20, and they absolutely do work. They don't last that long. But oh, yeah, they burn out yeah, after like a few months. Uh, mine last a couple years. That's that's max I've ever gotten out of them. Yeah, you just got to shove them in the back of your of your filter. You don't want them hanging in there. Just, the, the rule of thumb is check them every 60 days and make sure they're not covered in shit. Um, that's basically how they, they burn out. Um, but they again, it's just pieces of plastic you're putting in the back. They're not going to last forever. But they do do the work, and they do it for a way <laughs> better budget. <laughs> you said do-do. They do-do-do-do-do-do. Put uh, them in the back. So, so if you wanted to um, buttload, buttload your crickets with one of these filters. <laughs> no, no, no. We should sell cricket butt plugs. Oh, boy. This is went off well <laughs> off the deep end. <laughs> All right, next one is from Wolf Mama. Uh, the topic is, can I go topless? Yes. Yes. Excellent. We can move next on. Question. <laughs> next, next question. Next question. In an yeah, effort... I, I don't see a problem with this. Yeah. In, in an effort to keep up with being the person who asked the most questions in a row, here's another question. Is it necessary to keep a lid on my tank? I have a 20-gallon and a 37-gallon freshwater mostly testerous. Uh, my actual typed answer, it isn't necessary... But you do have the risk of running, uh, excuse me, jumping fish out of your tank. Most species don't do this, but you can even scare them by flipping the light on. There are species such as hatchet fish that you absolutely have to have a lid and duct tape the edges. Otherwise, they will all disappear. So do your homework. And if you're and, keeping blue rings. You know, if you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> just, just don't keep octopus. Yeah. Honestly. Or, you know, don't, buy, don't, spend, don't spend the money on a top. And just go out and buy yourself a cat, and your cat's got a self-feeder. Basically, just... As they jump out. Treat your aquarium like you would. There are places where you can go topless, and there's places where you're required to top. Uh, Jimmy's just saying he likes topless more. I love topless. Yeah. Yep. I'm in agreement. My sick fish. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, Wall of text. Holy shit. In fact... I'm going to just skip this because there's a lot. Sorry, buddy. Hey, guys. Need a little help two weeks ago. Blah, blah, blah. Two angelfish had problems. The recommendation was keep using Prazipro. Best of luck. <laughs> After the wall of text. Just another t uh, d detail is people call this new tank syndrome. New tank syndrome is when you didn't have the patience to let your tank actually cycle, build up macro bacteria, do its thing before you put your fish in, and now you have bacterial issues or and other things. So we'll help with those. I'm just not going to read that one on the podcast today. You suck. Next question. Any opinions on the Fluval U3 underwater filter? It's not Aquatop, so I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I've had some bad experiences. My hang in the backs are leaking, causing water damage. Because of this, I've had to move three of my tanks from the original location due to liability per my Nazi dad. So <laughs> I'm looking... To, for a different option and need uh, a good amount of media. I have g uh, high phosphate levels and have to use GFO, crush coral, and all my filters. Uh, one, if you're having a hang-on back filter that's leaking, I don't know what the hell brand you're buying. Toss them. Uh, throw those bitches away. Get real hang-on the back filters. Like I've never had a problem with them. I don't know. Uh, was it? Uh, Neither have I. And Fluval is usually a good brand. Aquatop. It might be Fluval. Fine. Marineland, AquaClear, any of them are all decent. If it's overflowing, it's because you haven't cleaned that cartridge out yeah. for, I don't know, a millennia. Um, Make sure everything's level. Clean your filter. Yeah, if Just you're even if it's diligence. overflowing, it overflows over the filter pad. So I have no logical idea how they're leaking. 
It could be cracked, possibly. Yeah, good on you. Uh, but if you are, um, get yourself some internal sponge filters. I mean, the polisher that you're talking about for the Fluval is nice, but they have these wonderful, you know, sponge filters that you can get on Patreon from Jimmy <laughs> that he cut out of a Cadillac. $15, and he signed them. And he signed, signed them. them. I signed them. Guaranteed not to leak unless you really f***ing try and I want a video. <laughs> I need proof. You I know, need proof. You know, those are, are, are so nice, too. If, if you buy 100 of them, you could use them as a pillow. Yeah, if you want uh, bulk orders, um, you know, you have to be a Patreon, but call us. <laughs> uh, so we gave some different uh, filter recommendations, but yeah, I'm just, there. there's something there. I want to see pictures of how those things were leaking, honestly, but I'll never get it. Yeah, you know, and, and Dan made a good good point, too. If they're sitting, not, there's a little adjustment on the thing to keep it level, you know, get it, keep it pushed away from the tank on the bottom. And if you don't, and it's sitting back at an angle, then it's going to leak. So that little piece that they got for, you know, it's a nickel. But if you don't have it, you're, you're screwed. Yeah, I think a lot of the Marine Land filters come with an adjustable um, leveling knob. Yeah. Or if not, else you can just get yourself a little piece of something. Yeah, yeah. wedge yourself something back there. Yeah. yeah. But just make sure it's level. And if you're not sure if it's level, buy a level for $1.99 Harbor Freight. And just yeah, Harbor Freight. There you go. All right, upgrading a tank, and it's even spelt wrong. So I'm going to apologize to Tier Marlin. There are questions where people are concise and re- write a paragraph, and then there are questions where people don't give us any information at all. So, yes, we beat you up a bit, but please, if you're going to ask us a question, we're, give not us, the, we're not the police. Give us a picture. Give us details. So here's the question by Tier uh, Marlin. I have a 20-gallon reef tank right now. I'm thinking of upgrading to 30. How should I go about doing it? Buy a 30. Best answer here. Just do it. Uh, thank you. And then uh, we actually, uh, Dan actually added 10-hour soundtrack of diarrhea sounds. Uh, you wanted a, a, a good YouTube link. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, just run this for another hour. This is going to be the whole episode. Yeah. This yeah. brought to you by diarrhea. <laughs> so brought to you by Taco John's. Get us a better question. Taco uh, Bell. Okay, let's pretend that the question was legitimate. Like it how was do legitimate. I, does he want to move? Let's just pretend he's moving the 20-gallon to 30-gallon. We'll just make sure it's clean, rinsed out, and uh, I'd move it segmentally. If you have half of your live rock, half of your stuff, move it over, and then finish off after a couple weeks of that being established and move the rest over. Uh, there's not a lot of content here, so... It's I'm just 30% more tank. I'm just going to say... Just do it. I yeah. would... I would... Here's the thing. In, in, in six months, you're going to be going, I'm thinking about going to a 40-gallon tank because I have a 30. Just go to a 55 and be done with it. Right. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. I feel like we should just send and that then, guy a sponge filter the for, sh- for the diarrhea meme. But what are you saying, Adam? Just take all the shit out of the out of the 20-gallon, put it in a 55 to get it set up, with, and you're good to go. The live rock will colonize. Like, Yeah, we're, we're, we're I, thinking about this too hard. Or someone was high. I'm, yeah. I'm, betting the, I'm betting someone was high. I can't believe the people on our podcast are into drugs. Well, I never. <laughs> <laughs> you should start. What do you got? That's it? Robs, don't even try and read this one. You're going to... You you're everything. reading this one now, Dan. Lean into the mic. Let's read it out loud. All right. Does Canaplex kill aquarium plants? I, I really don't know this. What's Canaplex? Do we know? Canamycin. Canamycin. Right? Is that That's any relation to ricin? 
you mail to the White House? So, so here's the the well, most. You got a stamp? We can find out. <laughs> here's the most uh, ex- accepted uh, response. Uh, Canaplex, um, another like neomycin, will not directly harm your plants. However, it will disrupt the microbiome of bacteria that helps deliver their nutrients. So expect them to be a little pissed off for a while. As for your snails, it's difficult to say. At the concentration necessary to treat bacterial infection in fish, you can run the risk of causing renal failure in smaller organi- organisms. Important to give the kenomycin 24 hours after dosing to take effect, but more importantly, you'll need to wait an additional 24 for that time to their liver to excrete it. So, and what's he trying to tr- treat? What's he treating? Uh, aquarium. Uh, they're just—they're uh, treating a something fish. else. So they're just trying to make sure that their aquarium plants are going to be kosher. Buy yourself another ten-gallon tank and put your fish in there, and then treat them in there, and put them back. There you go. So yeah, uh, as long as you're okay with your plants becoming blind. Yeah, you're good. When it, when it said fine. renal, your plants will be blind. Your plants. Well, will you be said renal, and I was thinking rectal. So I see we're on the same page. Renal, mm. rectal, same rectal thing. failure. Renal is kidneys. Renal, rectal, whatever. It's all the same. Here we go. Uh, next question: Floating red specks. Sand of stars uh, wants to know. Every time I do a water change, I find small red specks in the water. I use RO water the night before and let it sit overnight to room temperature. The next evening, I add minerals and buffers from Seachem at the time the water is perfectly clear but two hours later i find specks any ideas what the hell these things are they literally look like granules of sand that the picture shows i don't know if this is floating on top of the water or it looks to be in the bottom because it looks to be in the side of the bucket for this one like it stuck to it when he was pouring uh yeah is it in the tank after he pours it in there and mixes up the tank water yeah so my best guess is if you're throwing all of this remineralizing you know, chemicals in your water at the same time. Shit's binding? Yeah, exactly. So you're going to get some kind of chemical precipitant. It's probably, uh, my best guess is like ferric hydroxide or something, you know. You know, I made the joke to taste it, but you probably yeah, shouldn't. No, taste it. That, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Put it on a sandwich. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. It's, it's salty. Who knew? Uh, that's, yeah, that's best guess there, bud. So I'm going to lock that one. It's schmoo. <laughs> I've been slimed. Nacho Mama Fried Chicken wants to know. I figured I'd run something past you because you're always willing to help. Last weekend, our 25-gallon square tank had an explosion of trumpet snails. So the plan was... Nougat. Nougat. Just just throw in the dumpster. It's gone. Congratulations. You now have a snail aquarium. You now have harpies. (laughs) Uh, So a plan was made... Uh, we started uh, Thursday night. The tank is heavily planted. There are six blue dream shrimp, eight blue eye tetras. That's what our store calls them. And uh, water conditioners are ide- uh, conditions are ideal. The shrimp and tetras were moved to a quarantine tank, so I put my son's three pea puffers to handle the snails. Not a big deal. Uh, perfectly makes sense to see that we have all this available in the house already. Well, I went to my son's room, get the pea puffers, saw the tank exploded with slime and hair algae. The puffers are fine, but the holy shit, the tank is a mess. We'd like to just try to save the plants, kind of hoping that Siamese algae eaters would mow down the issue. Open ideas and criticism. Hit me up. Uh, number one, in the back, you'll see an original poster of Star Wars uh, with the Carrie Fisher heading. So, uh, cool swag. <laughs> if your tank is shit, at least. The the post here, dead snails from the pea puffers cause decay in the tank, hence the bacteria bloom. Clean up what you can, 
change the water and less light and get a nearite snail. We have three nearite snails in the house. I'll get them in the tank. Also props for the Star Wars poster. And the most liked post was just turn off your damn lights. You have no idea how many people I get in the store that'll ask me, hey, I'm having an allergy problem. Turn off your lights. How long do you run your lights? And the look on their face, it's the same thing every time. Yeah, when you tell them two hours, they look at you like, huh? No, no, no. It's how long do you run your lights? All day. Oh, uh, like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I was just on a an, another podcast not too long ago, stuff, and and uh, they were saying to not do any more than four hours of lights for for plants. And that's all they need. I'm like, really? And they go, Yep. I said, Okay. So, th- th- okay, this th- we answered the question. They said <laughs> thanks, guys. Right? Um, then they tell us where they put on the uh, poster. Uh, I was a garage sale when I was eight. Won't, family won't part with it. The guy says it's because you don't have a 10-inch dildo in your tank. I said, exactly. That's why your your bacteria bloomed. I think for my next freshwater, I'm going to do a dildo tote. I'd love to get a shot of a Placo cleaning off the film off one, you know, for science. And it kept going into, uh, you know, like editing of dildope. So if you have a dildope posted on there, you might get something sent to you for free. And here's the thing is, is that just because your tank is already all messed up, there's still another 10,000 snails in the substrate. Well, for sure, there, yeah, bud. There's and always room for another dildo in there. Yeah. So uh, I definitely would just take a dinner plate and put a few LG wafers on there, turn off the light overnight, and and just turn it on in the morning, and you'll see that you'll have another 500 snails on there. Right. And the thing is, when you start having that many snails, they will absolutely take every bit of calcium out of the water, and your shrimp are going to suffer, and everything else is going to go down the crapper. Especially if you're trying to do fry. Yeah, absolutely. They'll just stall. Well, let's see if we can go through. So we get people posting on here. This is Kaylee asking if her uh, parrot looks normal. She sent in a video, and it's a beautiful uh, parrot. Um, The gills, just wide face, little little huffy puffy, probably stressed out, and too well lit tank, but looks normal. So if you looks cute. If you want your uh, cool fish analyzed for the sake of doing it, put on the Discord. We ain't gonna judge. We're just gonna judge if you ask us a question without any question. Then we're going to put diarrhea. I think she was the, looking at parts of the gills and seeing, thinking that was worms. Uh, she actually sent up follow-up pictures, and there isn't any. No, that's just ammonia burn. Yep, that's just ammonia burn. It's a little, little fresh, and I think she even took a picture of it in a Petco because it's really... Oh, yeah, no, I was, was going to say Petco for sure. Yep. The blue background's the dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. All right, next one. Merciful War wants to know. So I picked up a rack of six 10-gallons. And some old Aquarius was using to breed guppies, bristlenose placos, and shrimp in. I looked into the shrimp and saw a very distracting red and distinct blues. And, and very distinct, I would say, he black or brown. distinct. Oh, boy. I uh, have separated them out. But my issue that I only have is I'd like four blues and three reds and a lot of blacks. I think I can start a colony with black ones in the original colony. Oh, boy. Um, I'm having trouble identifying the question you have. And that's what I posted in there. Uh, got a bunch of shrimps, mixed colors, separated them by color. I only have three reds to start a colony with, and I also have a colony of mutts. I said, selective breeding, only put the colors together that will match in a tank and hope that they breed. Herd. Yeah, it all depends on it. I mean, are you trying to are you trying to breed them or you just want them for pretty? Right. If you all want right. them for pretty, go ahead and mix them up, but your babies are going to look like uh, little mutts. I mean, sometimes if you, get, if you get like a red and blue, you will get a green. I mean, that can happen. But you're more most likely going to eventually revert down to the brown. I mean, people have spent years and years and years developing all these colors, 
and then you're just going backwards when you start mixing them up. Yep, and then you're going to give them to your friends, and then your friends are going to get brown shrimp, and then we're all going to have to go back to uh, the local fish store and get good ones. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what will we ever do? Here's a good one. Moving in a new direction. Rec wants to know, a weird part of me wants to have this question in the podcast discussion in the future. Well, guess what? It's here. This is a long explanation and simple uh, question. So, should... Should I read the long explanation? Go ahead. No, absolutely not. Go ahead. I currently have a 75-gallon African cichlid aquarium that I've had for at least 9 or 10 months. It's been my reintroduction to the hobby after having a fish murderer in high school. Or being a fish murderer in high school. This time around, I've done the extensive amount of research, not being lazy, and doing things right. Over the, in the past 9-10 months, I've managed to keep this aquarium overstocked with around 24 3-inch fish, keeping my parameters at near-perfect levels throughout the entire time. This is... Uh, this time my wife has taken an interest in the hobby and wants fish for herself, but we don't have space for another large tank. Things changed quickly over the last month after getting my first nano aquarium with plants and shrimp and realized that I don't enjoy the hustle and bustle of cichlids as much as uh, I enjoy the peace Who and thought? beauty of a densely planted tank with shrimp. I also want to include my wife more in the hobby since she's taking an interest. Am I an asshole? If I want to move my current tank to a new direction by donating my cichlids to my local fish store and starting with a new, fresh community shrimp tank. That's the way to do it, man. Uh, another factor I'd be wanting to switch is the amount of maintenance cichlids require and the possibility of falling behind on it. And I'm probably starting a family. Uh, you're not an asshole. Find a good place for them. Local fish store can be great. You can try to find places outside of Facebook to get rid of them because Facebook does not like the selling trade of live animals. You know, go talk to your local fish store, see if you can trade them in, get something. I mean, they're not going to give you retail value, of course, but uh, it's doing the right thing is, is making sure that they don't go in a lake or in your pond or down the toilet. God, I hate cichlids. I have talked to a bunch of fish store owners, and there are quite a few fish stores that just have one big cichlid tank for drop-offs because cichlids are the you know they're easy to propagate. Everybody wants to start them up, and then they want to shut them down because they realize what it takes. So they just have really random you know mixed african selection to choose from it's and, like having uh, 50 clydesdales out. in a tank yeah as much as they poop and, and move every substrate Ooh. around if you like cichlids you're probably a masochist <laughs> right yeah that won't piss anybody off i'm looking to uh get started into a new <laughs> aquarium <laughs> And was going to use sand as a substrate. What sh uh, where should I buy it from? Maybe Amazon or a similar place? I said, pool filter sand from your local Menards. Home Depot or Lowe's. Uh, thanks, I don't have a Menards, but I have a Home Depot or Lowe's, so I'll check there. Excellent. They were actually quite shocked that Tractor Supply Co. had $12.50 pound bags of blasting sand. And yeah, if you're looking for sand, it's a great place to start. If you're looking for the, either the black or the blonde, if you're wanting anything in between, you're probably going to have to, you know, Amazon it or go to your local fish store. This might come as a surprise to most people, but there is sand outside. It's free. The government's not going to stop you. You can just go out there and get it. Yeah. Do they have they sand at banks that you can steal out of the parking lot, Jimmy? Yeah, they're right next to the uh, bank where, you know, where you can get your big rocks. Because I, I, I used to be right next to the, the bank and they had these beautiful rocks about this big probably four or five inches and and late at night i would just grab four and put it in my pocket every time i went in there and i had a beautiful cichlid tank you know i think you have a point if you go out and get sand on your own you can also have you know the the, the treasures of finding like cat shit in it and cigarette butts oh, yeah cigarette Absolutely. butts and cat shit and needles oh that's california sand <laughs> yeah. right there oh there exactly <laughs> there you go what was i thinking with dad sitting right here you're not wrong. All right, so here I put a question to Discord, and I got, like, shitty, shitty answers. What? Rob's wants to know, I currently sell merch through 
He's that guy. Is that you? I current yeah, that's you're, me. You're such a dick. Why I currently wanna... I currently sell merch through Teespring, but uh, Teespring has banned the I Love Cock line of merch because they don't apparently like immature fish jokes. So uh, if you have any suggestions on another place the Aquarium Guys podcast can work with, please let us know. Uh, really haven't had answers. So, cricket, cricket. I got a question. Yes. For the fans. For the fans. You know, everybody has fan questions. I have a question for yep. the fans. For the fans, they're listening. Why the f*** are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figure out they just they gave up at diarrhea. After there, they're going for bonus innings. I thought for sure episode 35 was going to do it. Yeah. We're, we, we're, we in a, we're up almost 100, Jimmy. Oh, finally. We would have been about 200 if we went on vacation. Yeah. We we had a good vacation, though, didn't we? Are we, we? at 100 yet? We're, What's that? We're almost there. we got to be really close. Oh, yeah. This is, what, uh, 96? No, we're, I think we're 98 right now. We'll find out. Uh, Are we going to do anything special for our 100th? I think we should do something really special. Let's do some blow. We should get drunk in your basement. <laughs> you know what? Let's, 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 go to, let's go to number 99 and just fall face of the earth. There you go. Uh, Bristlenolf's Playco. Fry price. Going to be selling 120 of my Bristlenolf's uh, Playco Fry uh, so- sometime soon when they're of size. How much would I expect to receive at like a wholesale level? Usually getting $2 per large mystery snail, $1 per guppy, and $1.50... Or two dollars for Molly juveniles, so I don't know, maybe three, four dollars for a for a Playco. Jimmy, what are you thinking? Right now, I just bought uh, I bought a uh, hundred about two weeks ago, and I paid a buck and a quarter, and they were not very big. I was not impressed. So you're gonna get a buck and a quarter, and you're gonna get two inches. That's what yeah. No, this one answer. these were like an inch and a quarter tops, and I was not impressed at all. I mean, they did fine and stuff, but people want them a little bit bigger than that. Sometimes you'll get a little bit better deal if you want to trade them for some product. Because what happens is people want to go in into the store and sell them, and the store wants to give you wholesale price, and then they'll sell you whatever they have on the shelf for full retail. So they just made money twice on you. So I, uh, I always go, I mean, I know what the prices are. I mean, any of the stuff that's on, on the shelf has probably been marked up twice. And you can go in there and say, well, how about you trade me that $36 heater for 50 plecos or something like that, you know, and whatever you want to do. And maybe you'll come up with a better deal or not than that. But it's always, uh, it always seems like it's, it's, you're better off selling the plecos to another hobbyist and to a store sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Adam was just at a fish reptile show this weekend, and he saw some pretty big, uh, pretty big numbers going out. Nice. All right, heater questions from Kaylee. Several questions. I always hear you guys talking about how heaters fail. Knock on wood, I've never had this happen. Three years, but what should I be looking for? Water temps pretty much stayed the same. They're out 80 for me. I run top fin heaters, uh, which I know suck, but they work for me. Laugh my ass off. I said, uh, I said two things. They just stop working, and two, they electrocute the shit out of you and your fish. I posted a link for a titanium grounding probe and said thank me later. Titanium grounding probes plug into your three-socket outlet three-prong outlet and they prevent you from electrocuting your face off i have been electrocuted many many times from stupid reasons from uh, shitty heaters that i bought from wish.com from amazon specials to all kinds of shit because or old ones just giving heaters to me I'm like let's test them out electrocute the shit out of my pants it's pretty great that explains quite a few things. Oh, I, when you taste metal, you know you should stop testing heaters. <laughs> when you can smell colors. When you can smell the colors. Uh, also, the so that was the, my response. The most upvoted response was every couple weeks you want to take the heater out and insert it in your ass. If it tingles, it needs to be replaced. <laughs> Don't recommend that. No. But 
you're my Oprah, Dan. <laughs> look inside your asshole. There's a brand new heater in there. Everybody look inside of your assholes. Yes. Free heaters. Free, Free heaters. Everybody. For everybody. You got a heater. You got a heater. You know, when you, when you buy these heaters, the one thing you need to do is, is use the goddamn suction cup that comes with them. So they don't bang against the glass. Because all it takes is that one fish to get startled, run into the heater, smack it on the glass, cracks the glass, and everything turns to ass. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that was good. All right, so next one. Pax wants to know, my baby blue lemon seems to have developed two brown spots overnight in my 55-gallon tank. Everything looks good uh, as far as PPM, water quality, temperature. Baby bristle nose, four shrimp, and one mystery snail. He's been behaving... Uh, like he's constantly hungry like the little ass he was before any thoughts and he sent a picture what you have there is what i'd like to call a freckle i breed shitloads of bristlenose placos and that right there is uh, a freckle spot freckle spots can either come and go as they age to adulthood uh some stay some go the things that you want to look for is any red edging because then it could be an injury or bruising this is definitely not this is the common freckling that i see some breeders believe that they should call that out I do not. I've seen it where they'll get finally four inches, and after that whole time of growing to adulthood, the freckle finally goes away. Just, yeah, don't don't throw away or cull your, your uh, placos just for maybe a freckle. Maybe he bro. got loaded something wrong and it got something. Yeah, maybe that's... From the loading. Yeah, you're, that's an injection spot. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's on the face, so he definitely f***ed up. <laughs> maybe the pleco is shooting heroin. We don't know. We don't know. You, don't nah, know. you, you want to hide the marks. Yeah. You don't want any track marks on your damn pleco. That's right. right. You got you to do it right between the fins. You know, th- the phone calls that I get all the time from people are like, oh, my parrotfish have black spots on them. And you go over and you look at them and go, well, they didn't have them yesterday. Well, the parrotfish will keep changing colors constantly, kind of like a goldfish. And I had just recently bought about 40 parrotfish, and they were all bright orange. But guess what? After all the juicing came off of them, they all had black spots underneath them. Every one of them. Ta-da. So I got a question for you guys. You have to feed them food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Some cricket butt. How many of you believe that goldfish actually change color? Uh, like 100% of the time. Like, you know that there's some parents out there that are like, this is the closest color I could find to your dead goldfish. And then in a week, I'm going to get you another one. And it's just going to be this slow color morph over 10 years. I've had a lot of goldfish. Jimmy's had a lot of goldfish. Yeah. And we've all seen it where they do and don't. Do you think it's 100% like, oh, yeah, no, it's just uh, goldfish change colors. In my experience, it's 60 with just the normal, what was it, the feeder goldfish. 60% of them chip more of a color. I mean, when you get in in the young goldfish, I mean, they are freaking black as the ace of spades. Well, yeah, but I've had some that don't change at all. They just stay gold all the way to adulthood. But then they'll change. uh, Stay golden, pony boy. Okay, here's the thing. If you get yourself a brown or blackish type goldfish when they're the feeder goldfish, most of the time, we'll say 90 plus percent, those morph into a a, a different shade or completely golden most of the time. They go mostly golden just about every time they go golden. Absolutely. So I said I said I just sent you guys a a thing today, and I don't know if you a saw thing? It, a thing on on uh, the email, and and there's somebody talking about their monster goldfish spreading across Canada and and how they are self morphing, which I thought was an interesting choice of words. Self cloning monster gold. No, goldfish don't. Okay. Self cloning goldfish. Go- uh, was it football size self cloning goldfish? Oh, and then I got a a, a, a 
a ad. Oh, there we go. Monster goldfish are taking over Canada lakes by the thousands. They are not self-cloning. No, there's no way. Females don't even need a male to reproduce. They have special... Okay, yeah, the fish can change genders, but that doesn't mean they clone. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I just love that these people just come up yeah. with this crazy, crazy to, stuff. You need to get, stop getting into the, the fish hobby, you know, bloggers. Next one, feeding my fish. Recently set up a 10-gallon tank. Got two guppies, five Tetris. They won't eat the food I give them. I've experimented with different foods. Can anybody tell me what to try? Well, you just set up your tank. And you got a bunch of skittish, well, guppies aren't skittish as much, but you got yourself a bunch of skittish fish in a brand new tank. Turn off your light, wait a day, try again, turn, and keep that light off. Don't turn it back on. Right. Until they start feeding. That means they're not as stressed. And do, and do you have a and heater in the tank? Feet. If you don't have a heater in the tank, they're not going to eat. They're cold. They're cold. What did you say, Adam? And make sure that you're feeding appropriately for the size of the damn fish. Don't throw, you know... A, a shit ton of food in there thinking that they're going to eat it when they're not. And take out the food they don't eat. If you try, you know, yep. siphon it, it out. out. Yeah, because a, a fish's stomach is only big as his eye. Right. Next one, Prego Ember Tetra. Hi. It's me again, Merciful War. I have an Ember <laughs> Tetra. I have an Ember Tetra that I believe is pregnant. I've separated it out from another tank. I was wondering if anybody had an experience breeding those and the best way to do is spawning. Now, in here... I have this wonderful video, and you can look it up. It's by a gentleman called Keeping Fish Simple. The dude, I believe, is in Australia. Young and guy. He shows this wonderful way that he breeded tetras, bred, excuse me, bred tetras, because I'm not retarded, uh, in tubs. Neon tetras. Yes. And he did all, actually, other species as well. This kid breeds everything in fish boxes, old fish boxes, styrofoam fish boxes. He's breeding bettas in there all the time. You don't have to be fancy to try to breed them, but you're going to need yourself some males, Ember Tetras, if you're going to get those eggs out of that female. So again, Keeping Fish Simple on YouTube, the title is Breeding Neon Tetras in Tubs. Check it out. Pretty damn Quick question. cool post. Yes. I thought that most tropical fish are illegal in Australia. Well, this kid has got... He's got a huge pet store now. He's quite the guy. They are not. Um, okay. They have a bunch of rainbow fish species that are illegal. There's different requirements in Australia, but they, they, they have a quite popular trade down there. This young guy, Adam, started out oh. in, his, in his parents' basement, and now I would say he's probably in his 20s and stuff, but he has got a cult following. I just watched a video with him the other day, and he was at Aquashella in Texas and stuff, and he was just there. And his mom came along, which was really cool. And and she was pointing out fish to him, saying, can I get some of these? And he goes, well, aren't you the parent? He said to his mother. She was one of the... But, um, yeah, he's in his, his early 20s now, I believe. And um, he he does a lot of cool stuff. And, and YouTube mogul now, and he yeah, deserves every bit of uh, attention he gets. And he's and he's got a positive attitude, and, and he talks about, you know, once you're done at the end of the day, give it another 10%. He's doing pretty good. He moved out of his parents' basement, and now he's living in a van down by the river. It's literally what no one can do in this day and age. That's right. Yeah. That sounds pretty comfy. You know Uh, how much a van costs? A van, yeah. (laughs) You should know. Injury, ick, or fin rot? Wolfmama wants to know. My Petra. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'll take injury on a fish for 200 This is not the topless question. Uh, My Tetra has a white spot and a bend on the fin where it's located. I'm thinking injury. So we took a picture here. We have long finned white skirt tetra and it has one lump a white white clump at the edge of its uh fin where it does look bent that is absolutely an injury 
That is either the the fin actually the actually broke. That's why it's bent. And we also have where it probably brushed up against a, a plant. I'm seeing what looks to be a fake plant in the background. A wood that it probably scraped itself on. Nobody cleans their fake plants. No one. It is just a vector for disease. Not only and are they bacteria, they're sharp and they don't clean them. Oh, did you see the new uh, serrated fake aquarium plants coming out now? That's going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to sell a lot of ickx. How to shredyourfins.com. But yeah, so check that out. And I think this needs to be highlighted. Some guy decided to help, you know, because this is a community forum. So other fish experts or non-experts are allowed to comment, ask questions, and help answer these. And it says, take the fish to the local fish store so they can identify what it is. That's the best course of action. No, leave the fish in the tank, take a picture, post it on the forum, and ask some people rather than disturbing an already injured fish. Or get take- Take the fish and mail it in. Yeah, take it out to pasture. Yeah, it, lick it. It needs some mountain air. Put the stamp on the fish while while butt loading it. You know, a lot of times when that, when that, they'll break a fin like that, that's just a calcification of bone growth. Yeah, it's like a cyst, basically. Yeah. It could be there for the rest of its life, but for heavens, don't do anything to it. It's happy. All right, lock that post. Next, tank lighting. Wolf Mama wants to know. She's she's a big fan of yours, Jimmy. Just want to let you know that. Where does she live? Is uh, that, that the one that sent the picture? No, it's not. He's in Michigan. No, this one's just a de- dedicated Discord follower. Uh, hopefully future Patreon, wink, wink. Let's just <laughs> dox all of our fans. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Mama says, so I've been researching. Well, I mean, there's like 11 questions. You can deserve a little attention. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they have been good questions. And I got to give her credit. I mean, most of these questions are, are from women, and they think that we're, we're misogynist. What? What's the word? They're just, they're just feeding our egos. That's what this is all about. Um, anyways, Wolf Mama wants to know, I've been researching different lights for plants, and I've learned that blue light penetrates the water deepest, and red light tends to cause less algae growth. Does anyone know if red light is better for underwater plants? And you know what I did? Uh, instead of me trying to you know, recreate the wheel here, uh, Bentley Pesco. Pasco? Pascal? Bentley. Bentley. He was on one of our episodes. He's a good guy. He's a good buddy of mine. We, we probably play magic every other week together. Get bent. Uh, we get we, we get bent <laughs> excuse together. me. You guys play together every week. Yeah, we that's we sweet. actually play League of Legends as well. It's pretty that's, fun. That's, that's uh, he's he's so fun. He's he's good at what he does. So he's got this wonderful YouTube video saying how does the light spectrum affect aquarium plants and talks about different lights, the penetration, what different types of plants, all the goodies. So I'm just gonna leave that there. Check that YouTube video out. Bentley does it better than anybody. Yeah, because if anybody knows about penetration, it's Bentley. Yeah. Light penetration. You you heard it, Bentley. Light penetration. I'm sorry. Light light, light penetration. Light penetration. Light, light, light penetration. Uh, a little bit of choking. Just too. just a, just a tip. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, axolotl with fungus. Nacho Mama Fried Chicken wants to know. Hello, my family and I decided to move our axolotl to a smaller tank, fifty-five gallon to twenty gallon long. While we're moving him. We noticed that he has a white cotton-like fungus on his gills, wondering what a couple things. Can we still use the 10-gallon water from the tank to establish the new tank? Or does the fungus stay in the water, making it so he can't reuse anything? Uh, Also, what's the best treatment for this? He's in a 5-gallon bucket right now. This post was not answered. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Just cut the gills right off. They'll grow back. See, my no. th- my thought is that why wouldn't you just take <laughs> him, him and and soak him in in boiling 
oil because they're freaking delicious. Oh, yeah. Deep fried axolotls. Yeah. Pretty tasty stuff. I'm going to let you guys know that you're all going to hell. <laughs> uh, number one, you can't use chemical. Axolotls, being the no. amphibian that they are, are the most susceptible thing on planet Earth to any type of chemical. So th- there is little hope. So pray for them. You can't use anything. On I these can't use s- methane blue. Bitches. I don't think so. Why can't yeah. I use methane blue? Methane blue. I've, I've seen, Robbie. I've seen it in the shows. You, you see, I, I was about to just send this question off to the Herp Man, which is Adam, because you're the expert here. All right. Why can't I use Herp us harder, baby? We're 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 fish people. You, Show you us your can. herpy ways. <laughs> I can't you use can't methane use blue. Methane blue. Okay, I can. there you go. Is so methane blue would be what you recommend for this person right here? That's what I would recommend if it's if it's even a fungus. I've never heard of axolotls getting fungus on their gills. I know they'll get feathery. Like I'd like to see a picture of this to be honest. Yeah. Now, now, um, here, here's a quick question: Are are axolotls considered like scaleless, kind of like a clown loach? Are they scaleless fish? Oh, absolutely. Where you would use like a half a dose, maybe start start just, out light. That's what I would. That's what I would recommend. Or would you just go just tidy bowl blue? No, no, no. I would not do tidy bowl blue. Right. Um, I would do like half dose. Just start with that. But I, I'd, I'd up the temperature a little bit. So um, Adam, there's as, actually a couple axolotl breeders. As a preemptive treatment, do you recommend uh, running tannin-rich water in an axolotl tank? Hmm. Good question. For I don't know why you. Well, yeah, that should work. I know that they're normally found in the Lake of Mexico, but that's usually a hard water lake. See, I'm not familiar with axolotls other think. than... I mean, I've had axolotls. I don't know much because anytime I've had an axolotl, it's been solid. I haven't done shit to them. They just live... Even when their like entire leg gets bit off, they grow it back. As long as I don't put chemical and I keep the water cool, they're kosher. Like Any problem I've ever seen someone have with an axolotl has to do with them being too hot in the room or putting a heater in like a dum-dum. Axolotls require zero heater. They need to be cool. Mm-hmm. People put fans on the top of those aquariums. I see a lot of axolotls just in plastic buckets when people are selling them. At, and they don't need oxygen. With ice packs yeah. in them, mind they, you. Yeah. They don't need, you know, much. Keep them cool. Keep them clean. That's the rule of thumb, and I've never had a problem. You know, I mean, if Hey, Robbie. Yes. Oh, sorry, Jim. What I was just going to say, what about a quick ride in the, in the dishwasher just to kind of clean those gills up? That's right. Well, yeah. Put them on the eco That would work, too. Buttload them. Um, <laughs> we should get one of the axolotl breeders out of the Twin Cities on the show. Yes. Make that happen. Contact us. We need okay. some axolotl people. Okay. I could have uh, Mr. Ray from the Fargo area. He has bred thousands of axolotls in all colors. He yes. might, might join us. Have him call me. Actually, I reached out to him years ago, and he was busy, so he might be able to do it if I reach out again. He's still busy. It's, He's it's always busy. You know, when we talk to people, they're all busy. I don't get it. They're not. They're not. They're busy. not. People They're are very us. normally very excited to come on the podcast. Your reputation precedes you. Yes. Butt loading. Get on it. All right. Next one. Bacteria Bloom. Cheese Whiz wants to know. I've done two water changes over the last two weeks. The tank's still cloudy. Any suggestions? Stop doing water changes. That's number one voted. My dick sure does hurt when I hit it with a hammer. You're just the worst. All right. What um, should I do? If you have cloudy water, your water is not most likely not cycled. You know, finish cycling the tank. It's a new prime. tank syndrome. Put some prime in there. Yeah, I love how that there's a new craze between you know my YouTube friends. They're starting to put out. I'm done doing aquariums. Instead, I'm doing ecosystems. Bravo! Stop do stop this madness. Stop the insanity. Cycle your damn tank. All right, next. 
Well, this person said that it was established, became cloudy after water change, which... Negative. Nope. No. Negative. Yeah, that's no way it is established. Negative. It says, I've done two water changes over the last two weeks, and it's still cloudy. That tells me right there, you haven't cycled your tank. Or he's using lemonade. Stop putting... Le- Stop pissing in your water. All right? That actually would probably would clear the cloudiness, actually, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Give it something to eat so it doesn't die. All right. Has Hi. somebody actually done that? Was piss in your tank? Fish yeah. do it all the time. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I I did it once. <laughs> and that's why my discus died at my house when I was on vacation. <laughs> Anyways. $25 or more subscribers to the Patreon. I will come to your house and piss in your tank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, not bad. For fifty bucks, I'll take a dump in your tank. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> but I don't want anybody watching me because I can't perform under pressure. Right. Nobody watching. You. You'll just see the big floater go. Is that a baby roof? <sighs> Next <laughs> question. Ernie wants to know. Hi, my friend just sent me this picture of a fish. Can anyone tell me what's wrong? And it's a picture of what I could just say is a bronze Corydora that is I can only describe looks like it's rolled in flour. <laughs> Um, Looks like he's got a little ick on him. The number one most upvoted post is just shit. What's wrong with the fish? Shit. It's covered in shit. It's just covered in shit. Yeah, it's it's so hard to tell because it's it's a brand new tank. The fish has been thrown in it. It looks like it's just rolled in salt, so it's probably ick, velvet, fungus, who knows. It's covered in shit on top of shit with shit next to it. So. Yes, your fish is probably dead by now. Oh, no, it, it's a Corydoras. It, it's probably loving life. <laughs> it's true. I've had, I've, had where, where, <laughs> I've had where I told someone to add salt to a tank, and they put the coal crystals in, and the Corydoras rolled in it until their fins burnt off, and all they were is just stubs. And that Corydora lived for like four years with just stubs. So it could shit. barely move. It would roll across the bottom and it would just live happy. And they named him what? Nubs. <laughs> they named him Nub. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're sorry, bro. Your your fish is rather dickered. Buttload it and send it back. Help me decide. Beta Ideli or Chana Andrano? I would get the red wine with the pasta. That's right. Are we talking about her? Well, if you look up the Chana Andrano, it's uh, it's quite the cool, rare fish. Looks angry. It's extremely expensive. It's, generally, you get it in zoos. So, of course, if, this... If you're allowed to keep snakeheads where you live, just get all of them. Get all of them. And then They're release them cool. all into the wild. Don't you dare. <laughs> That's not even a joke on this podcast. <laughs> F*** you. Yeah. Adam thought that shit was funny. I know he did, because he's a son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, especially if you're in Florida, because they love the snakeheads down there. My oh, God. boy. All right, y'all think this seems like Speaking a good... cool things that I almost bought. One more time. I almost bought a pair of large death stalkers at the, sh- at the reptile show. But they weren't the really little dangerous ones, so I left them there. What's that death stalker? Remember that that uh, scorpion that almost killed him? Uh, they brought into the shop. Cause oh, was, that was hilarious. Yeah, that's that's what he's talking about. All right, so Kaylee wants to know, y'all think this seems to be a good investment or legit? Uh, I've never bought fish on Aquabid, but it seems like a good deal to me. Thanks for your feedback on Aquabid, and I think this is an old bid, but we'll look at it anyway. Sure enough, auction closed January thirtieth. They have on here for ninety dollars. Uh, zero bids. Kind of. That's the dead yeah, giveaway right that's there. That's the dead giveaway. They have on here Snow White Placo four pack, 
and they have pictured of what one, two, three, looks five, to be six, like pink. those are those are albino plecos. Yeah, <laughs> and there's ten of them. That's what's funny. It's a four pack. I mean, here's a picture of ten of them. I don't know. The, the, with the picture, they just look to be like just a white basic bitch pleco. Uh, it's really hard to tell if it's an actual part of some sort of L series, and there's literally no detail on this on what L it is. Glad you passed. No bids on this, and it all went away. You so know, Kaylee did do- well by. Uh, by not getting it, but if you're going to do it, always ask for pictures of the adults. If you're an Aquabid and you're really consi- considering something, every legitimate seller will have the picture of the adult that will, they'll give you. If it's not posted, they will give it to you. If they don't give it to you, skip them. They're probably fake and full of shit. I have bought a lot of stuff off of Aquabid. The first thing I'll tell you is don't buy anything from anybody overseas. And, and what they'll show you on Aquabid is there'll be a little... American flag on it if it's in the U.S. But if it's like, there's right now there's there's a guy from Thailand selling thirty-five dollar, forty dollar pairs of of guppies. You have to pay two different trans shippers, and and ho- I mean they're really they're going to ship three guppies from Thailand and, and hope to get here live. And then he says, if you read it, the fine print, you have to promise that you won't give me any bad press. Right. It says right on there, you you can't say bad press or I'll block you. So I'm going to send you some dead fish, charge you $100 for them, and then you can't say anything bad or I'll come over and break your fingers. Buy somebody, just look at, uh, there's a lot of people on Aquabid that have got eight, 900 great reviews and just go with those people. But if you're just, unless you're buying something that you can't get at your local store, I would not buy regular plecos off of Aquabid. I mean, people have beautiful calico long fins that you don't find very often. Yeah. So, I mean, just do your homework, but try to try to buy stuff from people in the United States. And remember, like our problem right now is we're in northern Minnesota, and to ship something from Mississippi to northern Minnesota, unless it comes overnight, it's probably not going to get here alive. And a lot of these people are just shipping it two days postal. Sure. And you can they have the options where you can pay for faster and insurance and all kinds of shit. But uh, just do your homework. It's really not hard to look up these sellers. Next one, one-year-old Mabuna. Uh, I have this about a year old. It is not colored up yet. Is this normal? Yellow is one of the parents. The other parent died a few months back. I assume the yellow is dad due to the size. Not sure how to sex. Question one, is it normal? Two, what are some things I can do to help? So it's got two pictures. The picture on the right is an extremely bright fluorescent yellow cichlid. On the left is the same body structure cichlid, but it looks almost peach. He's asking what he can do to help. Get rid of it and get a real fish. <laughs> I literally posted, add more tang powder for stronger flavor. Wow. Uh, was my response. You're not mixing the Kool-Aid strong enough. When you have mixed African cichlids, some of them will bloom. Some of them won't. Sometimes it's due to dominance. Sometimes it's due to juicing. Sometimes it's due to... There's a lot of different Genetics. effects. Genetics. So you rolled the dice. You got one that's peach. And you got one that's fluorescent, bright, brilliant yellow. Roll the wave, bro, and enjoy your fish. Still a good-looking fish. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. How long will my seeded water stay good in a jar? I immediately put, what the hell is seeded water? LOL is wondering what else to call my shit water um, when I ring up my sponges. Uh, that's water that's cycled. Oh, shit water, I go. Yeah, cycled water cycled shit water that will probably only last three days but who am i to know apparently we did some uh homework and i said what's the procedure to dump water in a tank just plop the new sponge and let it sit for a while and said what if i vacuum seal it and toss it in the fridge uh we keep going and i usually take old water wring out the sponge a few times and dump it in the new tank normal people jar jellies and pickles uh not literal pickle shit so then i put of course a picture of 
Rick and Morty's Pickle Rick, but I put Pickle Shit! Pickle Shit! Pickle Shit! So, doing more homework, we figured out that... It, it really depends on which My Little Pony you stick in that jar. Right. So, on average, live bottle under optimal conditions, the period time is about one year that nitrifying bacteria doesn't die in a bottle. You can do extra measures to put it into a refrigerator to help it last long, but apparently you can pickle your own shit mm-hmm. you take your shit water put it into a jar put it in your fridge and you should be good for about a year to have nitrifying bacteria in a bottle that you made it on your own and then jankum makes a comeback overnight yuck, yuck, yuck. so uh, i'm now going to start pickling my shit jimmy pass hard pass hard pass yeah i mean i buy i buy stuff in an eyedropper uh from one of my suppliers and they say to try to use it up in 90 days and keep it refrigerated but there's also, they have four different kinds, and they actually have stuff that's for professional aquariums, people that are trying to set up, you know, big aquariums, and it's only a dollar more, so I usually buy that because it's supposed to be more potent. But I don't know, they could be telling me, you know, selling me blue water in a, a tiny bowl. You never know what you're getting. Um, just going through a couple more posts here, see if we can do a couple more. Oh, here's a good one. Not racist, and that's spelled not R-A-Y space C-I-S-T. Not racist wants to know, uh, euthanasia without clove oil? Anyone know a humane way of putting down a beta without clove oil? My boy is on his last hours and I have no clove oil on hand and I want him to have a peaceful end. How fast can you swing a ball pin hammer? I mean, that's, we wanted to be more sensitive. Uh, his friend is, is passing away and he wants to do it uh, correctly. So we uh, had a great suggestion saying, don't, uh, use alcohol. Cause that was immediately, uh, Say, put a shot in tequila, throw the fish in it. Every fish keeper has vodka on hand. Yeah, don't, don't do that. That'll burn them alive. Instead, uh, go to your drugstore, get a bottle of tooth medicine. The Novocaine shit or Ambisol, whatever you want to call it. No, it's it's technically just clove oil. Yeah, the toothache shit is, is I would uh, I would take the fish. Easy go-to. I would take your fish and put them in a, if it's, it's better, right? And I would just put them in the freezer. He'll get cold and go sleepy by. I mean... That's what you do with reptiles. Don't you, Adam? Well, no, you don't want to do that anymore. You put, you used to. That's what I was told to do. But now you can actually euthanize. I'd take them in to get euthanized. So go, but yeah, they used to tell you put them in the fridge. And then they used to say put them in the fridge till they get cold. And then toss them in the freezer. But I just, I don't know. Freezing to death doesn't exactly sound like a good time. That's how yeah. I want to go. I mean, I'm, uh, I want to go eating, uh, eating something from McDonald's. That's why I keep getting the adult You probably will be eating something from McDonald's. <laughs> Excellent. I hope it's a McRib, and I hope you poop yourself when you when you die. What is next? I'm trying to find the one where he asks about CO2. That's my favorite one. You know what? F*** it. Let's, uh, what's the one that says suction cup dildo? <laughs> nope. That's, nope. That, that's going to be a goal. You got to go on, uh, on the aquarium there, there guys for that one. There's one that says, looking for live food cultures to buy. Hit me up with options. Yeah, that's me. If you got some, I, I want to do some swapping on uh, the aquarium guys. So you're Discord. looking for live, live. What type? Of, what type are you looking for? Are you looking for microworms? I'd like some vinegar eels. Vinegar eels. Okay. But I'm open yeah. to options. Like if if you're like some weirdo that you know puts shit in a cup and it could feed fish. I'm. I'm hey, that leeches guy should call me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, I know where you can get vinegar eels. I'll show you. After if the you pie. guys got black worms and you'll ship to Minnesota, hit me up. Why are black worms now more expensive than ribeye steak? Because they taste better. There's nope. a shortage. Shit crashed. There wasn't enough people doing it. COVID. I mean, they don't ship. I mean, two years ago they stopped shipping in from uh, international places. Because I mean, 
most of the black rooms in the U.S. are all out. They're Cal- gone now. Out in California is where no, they're they gone now. They're gone. Like you can't. You go to talk to wholesalers. Uh, they're just plain gone. I used to pay twelve, fourteen dollars a pound for black rooms, and then it was sixteen, and then it was twenty-two, and then all of a sudden now, a quarter pound of black rooms is is like thirty bucks. What's up with that? What's interesting? Hey, hey, yes, go ahead. Um, I was gonna tell you. I was gonna tell you your book that I got you. Tells yeah. you how to breed those. Yeah, I know. You just got to get some to get started. But I mean, you, you watch some of these guys like overseas that are that are, are raising all these worms in freaking cow manure. I'm not that dedicated, guys. I just want somebody to send me some worms so I can feed my fish. Okay, so uh, let's just do like I don't know one last one, and we'll wrap up the podcast. Prove me wrong. Hell about a hellaboot wants to know. Instead of using CO2 injection for your planted tank, just pour some sparkling water in your tank every day. Tell me why it wouldn't work. Instead of giving it, Dan says he's got a better method. And this is for you, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, wait, there, there's sound. There's sound. Here there's we sound? go. It's not much. <laughs> so uh, Dan took his uh, guppy tank, took a aeros- airsoft pistol uh, without a BB in it, and then just shot the, the tip with CO2 canister directly into his tank. <laughs> And said that that is better than sparkling water. This is going to be a great TikTok video that we're going to release. That's what we call spot injection. And sparkling water ain't cheap either. I, I don't Damn, know. Damn, that got a shitload of likes. What the f***? Why, why in the world? Why in the world wouldn't we put sparkling water into an aquarium, Jimmy, other than burning your fish? I feel like Adam would be best to... Uh, Adam, come on. What'd you got? No, I, I'm going to let you guys do it. No, I have no idea. I went on my tirade for the day. But this is great. Why wouldn't you put sparkling water into it? Is uh, but uh, would it burn the fish? Because Perrier fucking sucks. Perrier, because your fish aren't gay. All right, no. <laughs> Adam. I, I went on one tirade for the day. I'm not doing it again. Oh, no, over. I'm being real. This is an actual question. Like I we, used to we're... fertilize tanks with soy sauce. So. <laughs> Come on, Adam. You need to help. Dan's not helpful, and and Jimmy's just shaking his head. <laughs> nope, not gonna. You, you, I'm just I. I will lose my shit again, and I don't need to. Well, I guess we don't know. I'm going to put some Perrier in a tank and find out. Not with fish, though. I'm going to start with just plants. See how it goes. Don't they... Aren't sparkling water just basically carbon dioxide water? It, it's it's CO2 in water, I think. I don't know how you pressurize yeah. it. Is so it sparkling water, water with, what? like, the soda machine that you buy from Walmart? Or can't you just go, no, like, sparkling... Soda streams. Soda stream. There you go. Yeah, it's they put CO two in it. Yeah. That's... So why would you know what they need? They need the plant, and then they need to feed it the CO two sparkling water. I'm just and then it'll be devil's advocate. Huh? Buy plastic plants. I can't think of anything besides burning fish. Yeah, I did check. Soda yeah, stream is no just CO two in a can. Yeah, there's no reason to. All right. Well, Jimmy, you got any last questions for us? Otherwise, I'm gonna check live chat and we'll wrap things up. Not a whole lot. I um. I want to tell you about my new favorite fish that I got. New favorite. New favorite. I got a a new favorite fish. I got a puffer fish the other day. And I don't know if you pronounce it. Ceylon? C-E-Y-L-O-N? Ceylon. Ceylon. And I tell you what, he has got an attitude. I feed him snails. And he comes up, and, and after three days, he comes up and bangs on the freaking glass and wants to be fed. And so last night, I fed him some shrimp. I couldn't believe how fast he ate shrimp. And uh, I called my supplier and said, what else do you feed these guys? She goes, uh, anything you want. She goes, you know, throw in feeder guppies, throw in this, throw in Clams. That. So anyway, I, I kind of want a second one. Right now, she does, they don't have any. 
I, I really like they got such personality. What was interesting is though, when I threw in a bunch of snails the other day, it was really quiet downstairs in my fish room other than bubbling, and I could hear this crunching noise. And I'm like, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then I look up, and he's eating, eating a snail, and I'm about five, six feet away from the tank. No, I put a sign up there for you guys not to put your junk in the tank. Don't put your junk in the tank. For your safety. Hey, hey, hey Jim. Yep. You know you just jinxed yourself, right? Yeah, because he'll be dead tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, he'll, he will be. You said it was your favorite fish, so he'll be dead tomorrow. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. Jeez. Well, this wraps up uh, fan questions. Uh, submit more. Aquarium Guys Podcast, bottom of the website, find the Discord, Facebook, email, however you want to send it to us. Let us know. Join the Patreon. Help support the page. Thank you for being a Patreon. Most importantly, send us on how you buttload your critters before fitting it to fish. Damn it. So, uh... <laughs> what no. was that, Adam? No, this... Literally, don't waste the f-ing time injecting your food. <laughs> feed whatever you want to feed to the fish, to the to the prey's food, and then throw it in the tank. Oh, it's like magic. Adamsbuttloading.com to buy the kit. <laughs> till, till next time. I'm, I, we should sell this. I'm not even shitting you. $50 a piece, and I guarantee you that there's going to be at least five people that'll f-ing buy it. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this. Love your silly stories, Rob's and his air. F- um, no. No. What'd you say? Nothing. Say you guys all. are all too funny and strangely wholesome. Keep well, it coming. What, what was the other part that you missed? Something, something, air pump ass. So, <laughs> thank you, Kaylee. So, uh, Jimmy, when's the last time you've had uh, worms sticking out your ass? Worms or like a condom hanging out? I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, one time I woke up in the woods, and uh, that's another story. Okay, no, so that's, that's for another day. That's